This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Before we get started with today's episode, which I'm sure you're very excited for, welcome back, Joel, by the way. Hey, always happy to be here. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we launched a mini-series. It's a uh, comic book role-playing game, uh, which we shot here in the studio with a number of people you may be familiar with from here on Comic Pop, uh, myself, Ben, Tiffany's the DM, and of course, uh, our bonus guest player, Peter, with a fan favorite, Batu. Um, If you are familiar with the show, the second episode literally dropped yesterday. Hopefully you caught it. If not, catch it. Uh, If you are not familiar, you should definitely check out the first and second episodes, which are now available here on the channel. Uh, right there on the main page just go there um, and and watch it because it's a lot of fun we put a lot of like work into it we tried a lot Mm -hmm. of like fun ideas and hopefully you really enjoy it and if you enjoy it enough we'll make another season Um, I am a fan thank you yeah I'm glad you dig it man Uh, that's like we're we're, we're making it for you for people for people who dig comics or people who like RPGs if you like Critical Role Acquisitions Incorporated Harmon Quest you're gonna enjoy this show Uh, that comes back soon exactly and uh, especially if you like comic books it's set in the DC universe it's playing with the DC Adventures RPG handbook which is uh, a, a kind of variant on the Mutants and Masterminds, which is a super scaled-down mm. version of what you'd expect from D&D. So it's super easy to follow. Hell um, yeah. So yeah, uh, before we jump into it, I wanted to also mention at the top of the show, this show is supported by viewers like you. If you're watching the show right now live, uh, please feel free to generously use the Super Chats, and you can organically weave yourself into the show. You have a question, comment, suggestion, you can air it right here. We'll read it on the show, and then... Uh, you know, and then there'll be a little tit for tat. You 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 use a little bit of scratch. We read the question. That's how it works. Um, it's just a way of helping to keep the lights on here uh, and keep us make continuing to make this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like, I I I I I, I wouldn't have time. <laughs> if no, I was actually working full time. Neither of us would. No, it would every it would be like one show and one yeah. live show, and that'd be it. So. Anyway, again, welcome back to the show, Joel. Oh, uh, happy, happy to be here. And oh, did we pick a good topic this time? Yes, we did. Uh, worst eras for some of the best teams. Mm-hmm, uh, what mm-hmm. does that mean? I mean, it, more or less, what it's basically saying is like some of your most celebrated teams, they have some incredible highs. Uh, if you're an X-Men fan, you know you love like probably or at least appreciate like this current run right now from uh oh, Jonathan yes. Hickman. you got the Grant Morrison run you've got some of you may even really like the Joss Whedon run mm-hmm. uh, I know I certainly did uh your Claremont of course the Claremont's run of course uh, which one uh there was exactly so but uh the idea here is um we're gonna talk about those eras where like they slipped a little bit where maybe oh, yeah. maybe it wasn't so great. Maybe like Chuck Austin was writing the X Men, or mm. uh, you know maybe the X Men uh, were canceled for a time. And I'm not even talking about the recent time. In the '60s, X Men debut, and the book didn't sell, and they canceled the book. 
hard to believe now, right? One of the most profitable, most well-known superhero series got canceled its first go around. Literally, they were like, well, I can't sell X-Men to save our lives. Get the, get these stupid mutants the hell out of here. <laughs> get these filthy muties out of here. It, it is a nice lesson, though, to like, hey, don't give up the first time. And also, hey, in the world of comics, nothing is written in stone. Sometimes it just takes a different slant or a different creative team to make something take off. And that's the thing. Like, all you need, you know, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. If, they, if you want to sell X-Men books, you've got to do something radical, crazy, new, and that's the case for most of these periods. I know Fantastic Four, another example. Mm -hmm. Great series, has some very big highs. Unlike the X-Men, its first run, probably one of the most celebrated. Uh, everyone loves the, the, the mm -hmm. Lee Kirby era of the Fantastic Four. Maybe oh, yeah. That's some great runs, though. No, not really. In fact, hey, people forget that before it went away and before they're like, look, we're going to stop making these until we get the movie rights again, it had been canceled even before that. Yes. Oh, no. They canceled it before there was someone at the highest echelons of the company who were gunning for the series uh, mm -hmm. because the book just couldn't sell. And I think the only reason why it couldn't sell is because, frankly, it had bad teams on it. People and it's not even like the they had... Yeah, I was going to say, it's not even like they put bad writers on it, too. It was just people who didn't gel. J James Robinson was the guy who got it canceled, and James Robinson is great. Yeah, great writer. Not the best pair for the Fantastic Four. No, it was the era of the ugly red costumes, too. Remember it's those? True. It's true. Oh, yes, yes, those red costumes. Woof. Uh, although, I think there's probably a worse era for the Fantastic Four. Oh, than, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> than, than even Robinson. Because at least the red costume era was like, you know, it was trying things and had modern sensibilities, but like there was also that period when Susan Richards had the boob window. Ah, uh, yes, of course, the '90s era. Yeah, uh, you're gonna find there's a lot of those. Uh, oh yeah, a lot of that decade coming up in our uh, discussion, uh, because frankly, the '90s was a period where they were just kind of like, well, just do whatever they're doing over there, or at image, yeah, or, or God only knows. I mean, like. People talk about the big two, you know, like Marvel, DC. These are the big two, the major people, the major players in the in in the uh, in in the comic book industry. Image shows up and becomes the number two publisher. So like Crazy. that should give you an, a perspective about how DC was doing in the '90s. So obviously, oh, yeah. we're bringing them up again as well. But we'll, uh, yeah. we'll use the word extreme a lot in these uh, discussions, no oh, doubt. Yes, but I gotta. But by the way, I just gotta lobby uh, or lob rather the blame on the boob window era of fantastic four tom defalco right at his ah. defalco by the way again like you said good pairing meet with, with a good property you can get magic spider girl tom defalco creates her knows what to do with me oh, yeah. parker boom tevia smogos is the biggest fan in the world he'd definitely mm -hmm. buy every issue that todd defalco does mm -hmm, mm -hmm. give him fantastic four mm, maybe not so mm. great no Dude, not to get it though he was an editor-in-chief even the boob window, while that was a problem, you don't know what I'm talking about. You know, Google Fantastic Four 375, and you'll be fine. It's easy enough to find. But uh, yeah, woof. Uh, anyway, oh, that was the also they they also had like they had their original costumes, but they like added stuff to them. Oh yeah, not costume, good. Not you know, it was it was the same kind of shit you'd expect from a Fantastic Four book, a run of the mill, unremarkable Fantastic Four story, but with these '90s bullshit attachments. Uh, Needless flair. Literally, Reed Richards in his usual, like, one suit with a vest with pouches for no reason. <laughs> well, he's got to keep his fantastic keys there to the Fantasticar. Exactly. The Thing, ugly rock monster. What if we made him uglier? Had Wolverine slash him in the face while he was on the short-lived team, the Secret Defenders. Hey. Now he's got to wear a mask. Because why not? <laughs>
So, yeah. Uh, this is the kind of thing we're going to be talking about, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, Strap before, on in. Right? So before we jump in uh, to more, I wanted to read some of the Super Chats because a lot of Please you do. people have already done so. Adam Groves, we're finally getting our first Comic-Con in Nashville. Yay. Hey. Congratulations, Nashville. You guys got to throw a good party, so I'm sure it'll be a great show. Send us some barbecue, please. Seriously. The Iceman uh, Afternoon, guys. Another great topic. I feel like this will be unpopular, but I hated New 52 Justice League. Way too much emphasis on making Cyborg happen. You're not alone, man. Uh, I don't know if I would call Justice League from New 52 the worst era of Justice League, but maybe one of them. It's certainly the most unremarkable. I didn't read the first half of it. I didn't read it until, uh, what is it, uh, Forever Evil started when it actually dumped most of the heroes and became about Cyborg and the Metal Men trying to stop all these evil heroes. And then I just kind of stuck with it from then on out because then you got Evil Lex and everything. I thought it got more interesting in its second half. That's the thing. And all it needed was innovation and good ideas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And instead what they did was they were just like, I don't know. Make it a Michael Bay movie, like it was. Sure. Like, it was like the most superficial it analysis really was. of the Grant Morrison era of Justice League or JLA. When Grant Morrison's like, "Hey, how come the main players aren't on the Justice League anymore?" Exactly. Kick, kick everyone who sucks off the team, and then he's gonna write these like crazy stories—the stories that like couldn't happen in any of their single books, mm-hmm. but also could only happen to that team. And then they were like, "Well, what if we just kept it going, but also made it kind of like..." We'll make Darkseid the main bad guy, so that way we'll start at 11. We can never do better. We can never beat anyone. Or if we are defeated by anyone who's lamer than Darkseid, it'll look really bad. Also, everyone's horrible. Like, Green Lantern's yeah. an asshole. Batman's They stupid. really are. Superman sucks. It's a, just woof. Because everything's grim and gritty again in the new 52. And also, we'll be sure to distract from the stories and spin way too many plates trying to maybe answer questions about why the new 52 is different and what time uh, line we're in. Yeah, um, that's just what you want to do, by the way, when you, like, make a line-wide initiative is not plan, not set Mm. it all up, and then spend most of your time in real time in the pages of your comic trying to explain it and hope you come up with a good idea along the road. That's and like ultimately, what they did with the clone saga. And ultimately, none of it mattered at the end, too. Nope. Uh, so you really don't need to reread any of those new Fifty Two Justice League stories. I, I don't know anyone who would. Like likewise, right? Like I, I definitely looked back at them a couple of times, like to do back issues or whatever, and I'm like, what a forgettable, unremarkable period in Justice League history. Oh yes. Uh, Psycho Red uh, says, or Fizco Red says, uh, the JLA team that fought Doomsday is awful. Yes, the 90s era Justice League mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. inherited the mantle from, uh, I guess, Legends. Uh, yeah. That was rough. And, I, like, I, hard to make fun. Definitely. No, good. I was going to say, I, I see that Justice League team, but I actually think I have a worse lineup of a Justice League team. Oh, no team. doubt. Oh, the Justice League, I feel bad because, like, for as long as I can remember as a kid, the Avengers were, like, the la- the unsellables, the lamest team. Mm-hmm. But at least I read those. Mm-hmm. With Justice League, I was like, no. No, I'm not Not doing anything this. for you. Uh, why? What's a, what's a lamer team than the, uh, than the 90s-era Booster Gold, Ted Cord, Maxima team of Justice League? Uh, the 1983 Jerry Conway penned uh, Justice League Detroit. When they lived in Detroit, Aquaman was the leader and their base was a warehouse. Yes. Now, this is not to be cons- to, to be confused with Justice League International from DiMatteis and Giffen, which also, I believe, took place in Detroit. 
Yes, I think it gets confusing, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, where they were just like, it's a fun team book. It's going to be about the character interactions. It's basically going to be like New Avengers, but like 30 years before the book comes out. Exactly. Well, actually, it was apparently at the time Conway mentioned in interviews that the reason he put this team together was actually a reaction to how good Teen Titans was doing with Wolfman and Perez. It's like, yeah. okay, so people want it to be a down-to-earth soap opera where the Justice League deal with real problems. Oh, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, yeah, they're way too important to come and hang out here. Flash is retired at the moment. What if Aquaman led it with Vibe and Commander Steel and Gypsy and Vixen, who ironically are way more, way more popular characters now than they were when this was written? Oh, yeah. No, back then they were just like, well, who do we have left? Now mm -hmm. it's like, well, if you want to write a Vixen story, you better have a damn good Vixen pitch. And for the most part, people who like want to write those characters and have a damn good pitch, it's worth being published. Oh, um, yeah. They, you know, otherwise it's just kind of like nepotism, but like, yeah, no, the Justice League have, have, have had their ups and downs to, since their inception. I, uh, I will say though about this Detroit era team, yeah. it, there is weirdly a bunch of nostalgia around this team because they've revisited this concept several times. Even during Convergence, they did a whole Justice League, which was just that era and just that team. I think Johns is legitimately a fan of that era and that team and thinks much like how I kind of think too, that if you did this concept now with the same lineup, it would actually sell better. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I, I, well, I mean, we've proven that it can because down to earth teams that like work together and deal with real problems. Mm -hmm. That's like your bread and butter nowadays. Like that's how you drama. get people to enjoy fantastic four Avengers. It's why I'm not reading Avengers anymore. I just, I just can't, couldn't, I couldn't care less. They're like, oh, they're going. I literally, I read a solicitation the other day. It was like, they're going into space. I'm like, who yep. gives a shit? But Starbrand, Sal, back. something with Starbrand. Like, I, I, I remember, yeah, I've said this a, a number of times, but like I was reading New Avengers at the time. I remember picking up Avengers after the the relaunch and, uh, you know, it was still Bendis and I think John Romita Jr. was drawing it and they had two teams. And uh, and I was like, this is kind of cool. This is fun. You know, they're dealing with the hood. They're dealing with the Infinity Gauntlet. And... Uh, and then, like, a couple of issues down the line, Vision was rebuilt. And I'm like, oh, this is the beginning of the end. <laughs> you know, the unrelatable robot is going gonna, is gonna to get back on the team. I couldn't care less. You're, you're literally just replacing them with the people that made the team unrelatable and uninteresting. Um, yeah. Ironically, of course, Tom King would write, like, my favorite Vision story of all time. Ain't that a hell of a thing. But even that Vision hasn't really appeared on the Avengers. It's more like no. he's in his own little bubble in that book. Yep. But, uh, yeah. By the way, you mentioned the Titans. Titans. Woof. Um, yes, they've had a number of... Oh, yeah, they've had a number of bad, bad eras. Yeah. Hell, even... I mean, like, and people who did their due diligence, people who gave you, like, the Judas contract, Marv Wolfman wrote some pretty horrendous stuff for the new Teen Titans. Sure did. Or the uh, new Titans, I guess you could oh, call yeah. them. Just I was going to say, what, where do we go with that? Do we go with the era where they also completely got rid of everyone you knew and replaced them with brand new characters? Oh, man. That was the Dan Jurgens era of the Teen yep. Titans. Uh, you know what's funny? I was actually talking to Mike Zapsick from Comic Book Ben literally about hmm. that the other day. And uh, kind of amazing that they got away with that. So true. If you did that nowadays, people would flip their shit. I mean, I'm sure they flipped it back then, but there was no Twitter for people to register their disgust. No, it's true. They did write letters, though. But, like, but Jurgens was like, hey, here is a team of, what, four new characters yep. you've never heard of. I'm going to invent them. And then 
I'm going to do this whole thing with these characters. Then I'm going to have them fight the original Teen Titans mm-hmm. to show oh, how, yeah. like, to show their dominance. And during that time, we're also going to like organically create the Young Justice. Mm-hmm, so there's mm-hmm. an era where you don't, you are to- you are wholly unrelevant. Oh, yeah, it's the craziest thing. And then we never saw those characters again. The last time we saw something even vaguely connected to them was the fire guy on that team. His name escapes me. Oh, I don't know. At the moment, it's it's a Swahili name, I do believe. He was one of the dead guys in Heroes in Crisis. And I'm like, really? You brought that guy back after, like, almost 30 years just to kill him again? Wow. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Argent. Johto. Johto, uh, yes, that was the guy. Oh, there you go. Okay, good. Johto was his name, but they had to actually change it because in another language, it's like a uh, derogatory term for gay people. Yeah. Uh, uh, risk and Prism. Are the yes, other those ones. were the other ones. Thank you. I, honestly, I can't even speak to it. I didn't read the damn thing. Like, <laughs> I remember it coming out. I have a wizard that proves it. And I was like, nah. I'll I'll put it this way, like everything we've mentioned, I'm sure there will be fans and defenders and stuff. No I I have never met a fan of those Teen Titans. Mm-mm. I will I will say this, it had shades, ninety shades, but still shades, of the um what was that like the black, or the dark matter universe era. Oh yeah yeah I see that. Yeah, what they maybe what they should have done instead of being like here is like eight new characters and they all have their own books. Make a team, call them the Dark Matters, or something uh, like that. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh, yeah. they could have a theme song. They're the Dark Matters. <laughs> you gotta workshop that a little bit. But uh, otherwise, I mean, maybe that was the way to do it. Introduce them all at once and then not piss everybody off. Mm. Um, that being said, you know, there, there, was a, there was one good character from that. Uh, Will I Am Golden, the 90s were rough for every Sandman. There was two Blood Wolves or Heroes Reborns. Mm. Yeah. Heroes Reborn was kind of like its own thing. It, it might be one of the worst eras for all the characters that were in it. You know, That's like, fair. Like the worst era of the Avengers might be the time when Rob Liefeld and Jim Lee were drawing them. Mm, yeah. Uh, the worst era for the Fantastic Four might have been when Jim Lee was writing the Fantastic Four. Mm. Uh, the worst era for, uh, what was it, Thor and uh, whoever else was in that nightmare of a book oh captain america yes that's Ron right Life Hills, captain america easily easily no question yep Worst with thing. the most famously bad art ever with his chest out to here yeah which is impossible to find by the way like organically like i can't find it in a book oh really i think it's like a solicitation like, uh have they scrubbed that from history is that them trying to rewrite shit I, no i'm i no, i really mean like the only time you saw that like horrible like gigantic boob profile of Captain America was in a like solicitation or a preview of the series oh. in like a wizard magazine or on like oh a, wow you know like on an inside comic poster or something it's just interesting it just didn't work and like I I would love to find the page but I regret to say I have all the issues and I've looked through them and I don't mm. know where to find it oh that's disappointing I very much would like a piece of that original art for Liefeld to sign for me you'd be spending God only knows, because he charges okay. out the ass for signatures. I Does legitimately he? almost got him to Saiva. I have a full, like, gore- I, I have these great posters from a comic book store. Um, it's of the 90s era for, like, X-Force, X-Factor, X-Men, and Excalibur. It's awesome. And, and New Mutants. And uh, right. 
his team of X-Force, I guess, is his drawing of, like, his basic, like, pitch for X-Force. Right. And I was like, I brought it with me. I'm like, oh, I'll get him to sign it. I, I think it was, like, $45 or something. That's absurd. And I'm like, never. I'll, not well, him. Oh, well, then I guess I'll never have a, a, a signature from Rob Liefeld. Because, like, I don't care. I'm not a big, like, I'm not the world's biggest Deadpool fan, so it's not like I have New Mutants 98 and it needs to be signed. But, like, I don't know. I am a fan of irony, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I would get it. I would have it unironically in the back of me, just like, oh, yeah, that's my signed uh, Rob Liefeld works right there. <laughs> right, exactly. And maybe the time I, – I, I don't think there was ever a time to get it signed because I don't no. think there was ever a period when Rob Liefeld wasn't like, charging for signatures. That's true. I guess he just started and never stopped. Yeah. Uh, Cam says everything from Heroes Are Born. Screw it all. Agreed. Um and then they brought it the frick back, like, recently. Remember Heroes Return or something like that? It was, like, Onslaught oh, yeah. Returns, I think. And they got Rob uh, Liefeld to yeah. draw it. Crazy. Just Why? madness. Uh, Robert Core, did Just Like Dark go off, go off on a bad start in the New 52? I know some people really liked it when it started. It wasn't my favorite because, you know, you had Zatanna in the bad costume. You had Constantine as we don't really know how far we can take this character yet. There was a lot of stuff I didn't like about that when I started. Some people like the second run with Jeff Lemire when there was like Frankenstein, Agent of Shade and a bunch of other stuff in there. Totally. I, I, I didn't I, read yeah. a lot of it. No, neither did I. Uh, obviously, I'm not uh, I'm not the magic guy in the on the team. But like uh, I do remember when Just League Dark launched and I gotta say, like, it's funny how short a period Justice League Dark has been around for it to have a bad run. Um, yeah. But I believe it does. I, I think that people definitely... I think After New 52 was like, what the hell are you doing? And that it, now it's actually having such a good run. Now it's great. Uh, it is legitimately good, by the way. Check it out if you haven't already. It's it's one of the best team books on the shelf right now, and maybe one of the few actually No, you gotta read this at DC right now. Easily. Rusky910, uh, I feel like the episode could just be going through every book read right on The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which is a sister <laughs> show here on this channel. It's true, we've we've done a number of books. Curse of the Spawn, worst worst run, I guess. No, it's, it's hard to say. There's no really good run of Curse of the Spawn, but, like, you know, uh, there's a lot of books in our that we've designated as, like, worst of the worst, and that goes in a special box. Um, I'll have to think about that for a little while, but, like, some of them are just, like, Rob Liefeld, Captain America's in there. Uh, here's a here's another one that the art is actually fairly decent and everything, but just the idea is so what the hell were you thinking? Uh, yeah. Everyone knows I'm a fan of the Invaders, right? And again, the Invaders right now under Chip Zdarsky, really good, telling yes. maybe one of the best stories they've told in a long time. One of the best Namor stories in decades. Certainly. But uh, here's the thing. People forget that once upon a time, they had their own Teen titans as spinoff, The Young Allies. Oh, no. I haven't thought about The Young Allies in forever. Nor has anyone. Here's the thing. The invaders themselves are a hard enough pitch just on their own yeah. to have a sub team under that, to have the junior invader squad. Yeah, that's why not? Just, that's just tempting fate. Well, I mean, like, to be fair, the Young Allies was a team that, like, I mean, there were junior invaders. There was Bucky. There was Toro. Mm -hmm. Like, but I think you're not talking about them. You're talking about, like, that period with, like, Aranya? Yes, <laughs> that's the one where she had the vest and everything and the white shirt and the big glasses. Mm -hmm. That's the one. Who Who was that? That was Steve or no, Sean McKeever. I don't even David. know who that is. Exactly. It was a brief six issue run. No one remembers this. You know, what's ironic about that team, by the way, not to like, you know, tie it in with what we just said, but Young Allies debuted in Onslaught Unleashed. 
Really? Which, oh, of course, shit. is the resurgence of that horrible period of Rob Liefeld being at Marvel. So It's all connected, man. It is all connected. Hashtag it's all connected, everybody. Follow um, the money, or no money in this case, because it only ran for six issues. Yeah, no. Uh, arguably, Young Allies was never, like, a great team, but at least it had a legacy. At the very least, they didn't try to, like, go, uh, let's, let's make up a new team and not... I, I guarantee you, by the way, what happened was they were like, well, people really like that Young Justice team over at DC. Mm. I mean, it's 2011, so it wasn't like it came out recently but yeah you know, they're like we have a young justice it's called the young allies it, was, it debuted 1947 or whatever <laughs> like let's do it let's do that we'll just put all the characters people have forgotten about like aranya and gravity and like whoever else um that'd be great yeah so there you know is who, a, there is a precedent you know who's really lucky this new run of champions books they're lucky they weren't called the young allies i they that was the, i think the only thing that kept them from being canceled until now I'm sure that was on a whiteboard somewhere. Okay, what are some team names we can use again? No, can't do the Young Avengers. They can never hold a book for too long. Uh, young Allies, oh no, that's just way too inside baseball. It, Champions was a team, and arguably the Young Hero Champion team is better than the Hercules Iceman team that preceded it. So oh, yeah. there you go. So it's funny to think in that situation, the old champions is actually the bad champions, the bad lineup as composed of the, you know, like hip, new, young, actually pretty popular resonating with young people team that came later. Exactly. I can't believe that they were like that. They didn't go with new uh, new warriors. Oh, yeah. Could talk about another team that cannot stay alive to save its life as hard as Christopher Yost will try and keep it alive. Poor man. Uh, Mr. Roboto, what about the Heralds of Galactus, Surfer and Nova? Um, uh, Surfer's had his own book. Uh, what, what about like the worst eras in Surfer history? Mm. Uh, has Surfer had a book long enough to be? I mean, like he did. That's have a, the real he question. Did a book from like I think the seventies onward. Uh, I'm sure that there are duds in Silver Surfer's history. Oh, there's got to be. Uh, but I also couldn't for the life of me name one uh, because I'm number one, I'm not a huge Silver Surfer fan, but also like. Did he really have like that bad a run? I mean, like, what can you expect? Did they, did they ever like break the mold with Silver Surfer mm. and like make him extreme? Like, well, what if we, what if we, what if we got rid of the surfboard, and made it more like a like a snowboard or something? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What if he was like Shaka Bra on his surfboard? What about that? Well, and then he, had he would be in like uh, in, in the um, Dexter's Lab spinoff oh, M for Monkey. And yes. <laughs> I remember that now. That's a good one. <laughs> um, if you're not familiar, there's a there's a actually I think was it even him? I think it was like I'm thinking of Thor being like a I don't remember. If you haven't already watched it, there's an old show called Dexter's Lab. There's a side show called M Dial, Dial M for Monkey, mm. and they were like, let's make other like superhero parodies out of that. And one of them was like they made Thor into like a like kind of like stoner rock guy. Val Hallen. Yeah, Val Hallen. Thank you very much. Uh, and he like he was yeah he's kind of the one i was thinking of i feel he like there must have been a silver surfer character yes there i think there was in the galactus episode but i think the thing is they couldn't keep showing that galactus episode because there was like a couple adult jokes that got that one pulled from rotation right and i only know because i went back and watched that recently and i'm like wait a minute i don't remember this one only to research it on wikipedia it's like yeah they didn't play this one a lot <laughs> Um, I mean, here's the thing. For me, it's like you either like the 60s era Silver Surfer or you like the Dan Slott run. Um, yeah, from just recently. Where it's that, Doctor Who. 
Yeah, where it's Doctor Who. Uh, I remember a lot of people complaining, but no one really saying that they like, hated it. So, And also, it ran for a long time, too, so... Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Moore, Titans of the 90s, no connection to the originals. Yes, we just talked about those amazing characters and how no one read them or cared about them. I should grab those. I, I keep going... Th- I really actually went through like a, like a dollar bin this weekend, and I could not find it, but I did find a couple other gems. Uh, but yeah, I gotta go pick that up, the new Titans, or whatever they Pour one out for Johto. <laughs> yeah, poor Johto. <laughs> Brought him back just to kill him. Yeah. Uh, Christian Barraza says, I do not like Snyder's Justice League. That's a bold statement. Let's continue. Mm, Whole bunch of high-concept drivel, baseless retcons, and strange narrations. Not a fan of his role at DC. Dig mm. his protege, James Tynion IV, though. <laughs> yeah. Here's the I thing. mean... Yeah, that's that's your opinion, man. I hear you. Listen, uh, if I were to tell you that I'm still reading Justice League, I would be lying. Mm. And if I were to tell you that I didn't get bored of the series and quit it kind of like wholesale, I would also be lying. Mm. Be that as it may. Uh, I, I kind of like understand what he's going for, and I appreciate that he cares about what he's doing. You know, it's mm. not like he's just like, and then it's not like when they asked Jeff Loeb to ruin Marvel, uh, Ultimate, Ultimate Marvel. It was like, yeah, Snyder's like, I have a pitch, I have this idea, I have this concept. He calls like he calls Neil Gaiman. He, you know, and and Gaiman could have easily been like, I think that sucks, and no, <laughs> but like you know, does Perpetua fit in this universe? Not really. But that's not kind of a his fault. Idea? Mm, kinda. I, I don't blame him for that. I blame the weird state of DC and their continuity right now where they're just letting every creator do whatever they want and they seem to be afraid to say no. That's exactly what it is. Well, they're just like, we have, we're afraid to tell our highest profile creators no. And I'm, we're also afraid to declaratively decide what happened, what didn't, and what the current state of our company is. Yeah. And I mean, look, if I got to absorb one person's, you know, version of events, be it Tom King, be it Bendis, be it Snyder, I'm gonna pick Snyder all day, every day. What he says happened, happened. That's exactly right. Um, Also, if you don't want to do it, clearly just like, you know, don't like, you know, if you don't want to follow their book, just don't do it. That seems to be the the MO over there now. Yeah. Uh, Tevia says New 52 and DCU Teen Titans were both really bad. I don't even remember the DCU Teen Titans. What were they doing in DCU? But you know what else? But you know, DCU might have been a really, really terrible era for DC Comics. Yeah, probably should have been. Uh, They tried a lot of interesting stuff. I keep bringing back Mark Russell's Prez. I thought was a genius book that wouldn't have been written under any other circumstances than DCU. Yes. No, I mean, like, listen, uh, some of us here at the studio love the Gordon period for Batman. Mm. And we're surprised Mm -hmm. by how, like, interesting it was. Um, this is the Abnet run you're thinking of, by the way. That like that was like Titans Hunt or something like that. It was the oh the Forgotten Titan. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, hey, that actually brought back a lot of shit that ended up giving us the Titans we wanted. Until they ruined it again now by making them a Junior Suicide Squad. Right, exactly. Because you know that's that's what I think of when I think of the Titans as a Junior Suicide Squad. Absolutely, they need to own a gulag. Damien needs to be torturing more people. Oh, that's yeah. what needs. That's what we need to. That's what the kids are really into now. And more murderer speedsters, please. More murderer speedsters, please. That's absolutely what we need. Man, it's so weird that Champions was a better spiritual successor to the Wolfman Perez era of Titans than the Titans right. book that's actually going on. How bizarre. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, 
And I'm sure Adam Glass is like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm definitely uh, targeting this book at kids. But, you know, the kids who pull wings off flies and, you know, <laughs> write, write angry things on your Facebook wall. Yeah, those are the fun characters. Who, yeah, yeah. Uh, very relatable, you might say. Yeah, let's undo all of Damian Wayne's actual development and just right. have him go back to being a little psychopath. <laughs> well, why not? His tether's gone. Yeah. Debashish Mahaptra says, uh, loving Harbor Patrol. Thank you very much. Uh, the logo's dope as hell and I already saw it multiple times. Thank you very much. Designed it by really Tiffany, by the way. Made, uh, so hopefully we'll get shirts made soon. She um, really knocked that one out of the park. I saw that and I literally did like a little fist like, yeah, and the dice is the, yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. Good. No, it's dope. I guess my pick for a team would be Teen Titans. That book hasn't been fun to read since Infinite Crisis ended. I quite enjoyed the Benjamin Percy era, but again, they threw him off that book and then wiped away all of his hard work. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Titans have had a very spotty history lately. Let's put that. I mean, let's Boy, have they. say that. As if Cied helping us out very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Eric Clapton's window service says, uh, hey, remember when Jonah Hex was sent into the Mad Max period? Yes, Hex. I do remember that. Very short-lived, but yes, yes, I do. Was that cool? Is that a good era for Jonah Hex or a bad era? It's a bad, it's a bad era, but I love that it's so bad, and I love that they keep referencing it. They don't hide from it. Jonah's like, yeah, I've been to the future. <laughs> and it sucks. They make it part of his character. It's like, oh, yeah, I've lived an interesting life. <laughs> yeah. Was that, is, that's not like, are you talking about like the, the 85 series? or was Yes, Hex. Series? Okay, yeah, okay. I mean, he's come to the future a bunch, but yes, the 85 Hex, let's just make him the road warrior. <laughs> Like, literally, he starts dressing like Mad Max. Mm. It sucks. We... It sucks. Who can we blame for that? Um, Michael Fleischer. Mm. Uh, he worked on Spectre, Batman. Right. I mean, I can understand why you would pitch it. It's like, hey, the kids love the Road Warrior, and we're doing nothing with these cowboy characters. So you That's know. true. Yeah. Why not? Hex. It's yeah, Hex. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, Tim Mickledays. Thank you very much, Tim. Cam says, Every time Loeb wrote The Ultimates was the worst era in The Ultimates history. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Fair. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing. If you... If you're a big fan of The Ultimates, you know... I'm sorry. Then you liked... You know, then you were a fan of Mark Miller's run. And that's it. And yeah. you were a fan of, what, two volumes before it went... To hell? Straight to hell, exactly. Now, that being said, the book did continue. Like, they did do other Ultimates books. It's just like, Jeff Loeb made it so that no one wanted to read it anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Ouch. Uh, I got a good one for you here. Uh, remember uh, DC's Millennium event from 1988? Who doesn't? I'm trying Ex to get a copy of it. Yeah. <laughs> One of, maybe one of the shortest-lived eras in comics, one of the shortest-lived forgettable events. But here's here's an amazing thing from it. They tried to launch a bunch of new teams off the back of them. One of them was the New Guardians. And people only probably know the New Guardians not because of the characters that were on that team, but because of the villain they fought, Snowflame, who's a meme now. Is he really? Yes, he's the human embodiment of cocaine, Snowflame. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Well, no, I'm it, thinking of Marvel. There's another one called Snowblind or something, who's like, whose power is also cocaine. 
two characters very similar. Yes, yeah, Sno <laughs> Sno Snowflame. Again, Google him if you must. He's got this ridiculous red and white suit with like this weird like domino mask painted on, and he does nothing but just talk endlessly about how much he loves cocaine and how cocaine gives him power. Yeah, I think I know exactly who you're talking about. He looks like a He-Man villain. Yes, my veins burn with the white hot power of cocaine. Awesome. Uh, I think they brought him back too. They really should, because a character that meme-worthy needs to return. Right? Also, like, yeah, listen, cocaine never went away, so we can nope. still warn the kids about the dangers of cocaine. Man, you bring him back now, and you make kind of like a black label book, where it's like, I am the power of cocaine. Oh, but I'm not nearly as strong as I am. Oh, my new arch nemesis, Fentanyl Man, is stealing my power. I must defeat him and bring cocaine, pure, uncut cocaine to the world. Right? Is, is, would Method Man sue if we made Meth Man? Oh, shit. I don't know. How's he doing right now? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I know... I was thinking about you know it's funny millennium reminded me of course of bloodlines mm. which is another dc event that i'm trying to get a hold of because uh, i only read like a couple of the annuals but like bloodlines is one of those other things where they were like okay dc metal here's all these new characters bloodlines same thing here's i don't know 20 new characters yeah and they didn't really form a team which is too bad although i think there was one team it doesn't matter uh, but they were never, like, an original team, so it doesn't matter. Like, we can talk about, like, forgotten teams or teams that didn't ever work, but, uh, but Blood That's Pack cool does not episode. count. Blood Pack is not a team that was cool and had a bad run. Blood Pack sucked, and the less said about it, the better. Because their name is Blood Pack. It's already a bad pun. It's... <laughs> That's true. Uh, good good pull for Millennium, by the way. That is a good one. Yeah, uh, are some other funny ones here. Oh, I mean, really, we said we talk about all the extreme teams. Yes. What about Extreme Justice from 1995? Booster Gold in his worst armored monstrosity suit. Blue Beetle was there, too, but they weren't funny. Nope. Uh, yeah, Blue Beetle. Yeah, Blue and Gold. Bros Before Heroes. Fart. Uh, no, but that team did not. Yeah, well, because the people working on Extreme Justice did not give crap. No. About what they were doing. They were probably being given a direct mandate that said, don't do anything like what like they were doing before. These characters don't sell. By the way, I think Booster Gold's suit was so crappy because it was destroyed by Doomsday. I think this is like the rebuilt oh. suit by Project Cadmus or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 95 to 90. Yeah, that's probably about right. Also, too, this series was written by Dan Vado and art by Mark Campos. Oh, no, not Dan Vado. Yeah, I know, right? I was going to say, I'm assuming he's not still working today. No, I think he's not. But if he's, if I, if, if I know Dan Vado the way I think I do, he also contributed to one of the worst eras of another favorite hmm. character. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Dan Vado, by the way, is on uh, Twitter. Oh, uh, shit. And he apparently has, like, a vested interest in slave labor graphics, which is a comic book company. Oh. Uh, his bio says, I wasted my entire life on comics. <laughs> well, at least he's being honest. So good call on that one. Uh, yeah. At least, uh, at least he has a sense of humor. <laughs> good on you, Dan. <laughs> well, tell us more about Extreme Justice. Uh, I, think, I think they kept Maxima. Captain Adam was on this Captain team Adam, as well. Yes, One of the several like, failed teams Captain Adam was on. Poor Captain Adam. He never gets his due, even if he's in the deceased universe. 
Yeah. Who is Amazing Man? I don't even remember Amazing Man. I don't know Amazing Man, but uh, yeah. You gotta Google this shit right now. <laughs> like, 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 I'm pretty nerdy, and I like to think I know my obscure comic book characters, but I have no fucking clue who... Oh, that's a bad costume. This is a joke, right? He was a parody? <laughs> amazing Man, you said? Yes. He was also on the All-Star Squadron. Oh, no. I love the All-Star Squadron. Um, I, and by that, I mean I don't. I just love that they existed. But uh, if you're interested in seeing Amazing Man, I'll throw him up on the screen in a second. Oh, he, he's like a 1940s throwback that I guess they tried to, you know, hardcore up in the 80s. Oh, yeah, there he is. His one cover, him kissing Maxima on the cover of Extreme Justice. Nice. As you know, Maxima was, of course, desperate to find, uh, you know, a, a suitor, a male suitor. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. You know, Superman would do, but, you know, in a pinch, you can get Amazing Man. Oh, he's a legacy, too. He's like a family legacy. <laughs> oh, oh, and he was in the New 52 for a minute, too. Seriously? In yeah. that o In that OMAC book, and he was a zombie in Blackest Night? <laughs> Holy shit, Amazing Man had a longer, more interesting uh, history than I thought he did. Wow. You, you, I guarantee you there will be a Cape Joel video coming up soon. Uh, that is about Amazing Man. Remember Amazing Man? No? Let's hey, talk I about it. I do a show I uh, got to bring back called Secret Identities where I look at legacy heroes. Dude, that's episode four right there. Fucking Amazing <laughs> Man. <laughs> Freaking Amazing Man. Jesus yeah. Christ. Which, man, I'm sure Geoforce from The Outsiders looks at his costume and He's says, like, hey, hey, man, you stole my ugly color scheme. Right? Man, can we talk about the Outsiders, too? Talk about another team that's got a cult following, but I don't think has ever had a good run. Right. No. No, you could... I, I think you're you're not going to piss off everybody by saying that the Outsiders never had a successful or, at the very least, good run. They're a fun concept, and people like the team enough that they keep bringing them back. Heck, Young Justice is written all around this season, all around Outsiders characters, and they make it work mainly by greatly reimagining and reinventing every one of the members. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're like ah halo so nothing about you makes sense or is interesting we're gonna literally start from the ground up with you now you're a mother box <laughs> you're a mother box that interfaced with a human there you go awesome and i'm like that's way better than anything halo from the comics exactly yep i i guarantee i know i know dan vado from other things oh well anyway iceman during all new all different marvel they had three avengers team Mm. One Thunderbolt team. I like three out of four of them, especially Uncanny Avengers. What about you guys? Yeah. Um. By that point, I was like, there's too many Avengers. Mm. This needs to stop. Uh, Uncanny Avengers, I think, was the book for me. But Likewise. I was still reading the other Avengers because, like, out of, like, kind of, like, habit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uncanny uh, Avengers was great at that time because it actually tied together a bunch of other stuff that uh, the writer was doing. That, that was Duggan, yes? I want to say Duggan wrote yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so he tied together his Hulk book and his Deadpool book and several other things into that book. And eventually Cable joined the team and it actually ended up being the best X-Men book that you could read for exactly. a while. Exactly. No, it literally was a stealth X book. Yep, sure was. It was Remender, by the way. Remender, that's right. Yeah. It was a stealth X-Men book, and it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> also, Pimtron fought them before he fought the regular Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. That's before, a that's a really good story, too. Yeah. Right. I think, didn't Pimtron not even fight the Avengers until that friggin' event? Secret Empire, yes. Until and even Empire. then it's, and even then it wasn't a fight. They sat down and had a dinner. 
I love that scene. That was the best thing about that book for me. It's the thing everyone loves about it. And in fact, he's still not going to fight the whole Avengers team. He's coming back now to fight uh, Iron Man in the slot Zub thing. That's what the next arc is going to be. Ah, good. Yeah, makes That's a lot of cool. sense. They're writing great stuff with Joe Costa in that book right now, so I'll be excited to see. Exactly. Um, let's see what else we got here. Robert Corr says, new Fantastic Four in 2017, or new FF, uh, and Ghost Rider killed the book. I don't even remember that. Are you talking about the team with, like, Scott Lang and Medusa? Right, the Matt Fraction thing. Or, because I know that was the FF. Yeah, I, the FF still has a bit of a cult following, because Fraction wrote it. Exactly. Well, and who doesn't love Fraction? I mean, you know, yeah. he, he knows what he's doing. Um, but otherwise, I don't know if I remember that. I remember, your, I remember the FF, but I don't remember the new FF. Yeah, neither um, do I. And Ghost Rider kills every book he's in. Like, I don't know if you're yeah. aware, but like... <laughs> he truly Rider, is the spirit of death. There's like almost no good Ghost Rider era. There really isn't. Like, ever. Um, which is fair, you know. I mean, if you just look at the pictures and don't read the words, it's fine. Right, exactly. No, he's a cool-looking book. And character. I still hold up that the Robbie Reyes stuff was actually probably the best written, but even then it didn't last. No, it didn't. And then they changed it up, made him lame. Because yeah, Jason Aaron don't have time to read that Felipe Smith stuff. Which is really weird, because like Jason Aaron pays attention to a lot of stuff and tries to make homage, although he does make homages to his own stuff, so it's kind of wow. like... I mean, uh, I love that he killed the Eternals. Yes, he Just did. practically off-camera. In arc one, it's like, oh no, the Eternals are dead. Is this bad? Don't worry, we're going to resurrect them in time for the movie. Yeah, can you imagine Marvel being like, um, what the hell are you doing? Whatever I want. Because you just killed this team. We need them relevant right now. No, you don't. You'll just bring them back anyway out of obscurity. Being dead and being obscure are basically the same thing for super teams. Well, literally, what, um, th that's what they do. Mm -hmm. Like, the Eternals come back to life. Like, that's their main yep. superpower. <laughs> yep, and that's what they're probably going to do, and they'll make a big deal about it. I'm sure the Avengers will offhandedly mention, hey, didn't you guys die? Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, that's what we do. Who cares? Read, read our new book, please. Yeah. Um, crap, jumping back into the Super Chats. Uh, Mr. Savage? Because it's savage, but with an uh, with an accent. Ah, like Savage Opress. Uh, will Sam Alexander ever find his dad? No. He got his helmet back, though. <laughs> Before they canceled Champions, he got his helmet back. And oh, he's not apparently... only did he get his helmet back, but they gave him a rad new costume design. Yeah, okay, was that new? It had been so long since I'd seen him. I'm like, is that new now? Is that bulkier? Yeah, it's new. It's more complicated okay. and lame. Hmm. That's the last issue, right? That's the that's the end of the book. No, they get to finish at 10. Oh, okay. They got two more after this, which is a shame because you know they're not going to be able to wrap up this Mephisto storyline, this Miles Morales uh, feeling guilt for making a deal with the devil and the devil knowing that that would tear apart the team. Yeah. No, they're not going to do that. Shame. Good stuff. Zub wrote his ass off. Lots of big ideas in that one. I wish he could have finished it. I know. They also said, don't worry, though. The team's coming back in 2020. Oh, really? Yes, which scares me, though, because he's like, you know, I haven't been involved in any of the conversations, but Marvel has big plans for the team in 2020. And I'm like, that is worried whenever they say we've got big plans for X team. Yeah, I got big plans. It's like a threat. Yeah, I got big plans. Oh, trust me. The, the plans I have, they are huge. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's worrisome. Um, 
Yeah, I was trying to find. I'm trying to find this book for Doctor Strange because there was like. Oh, uh, oh, is the one where he's got like the shitty Spawn costume? Yes, it is. It is. It is the one. Um, and I think it's written by David Quinn, but I can't confirm. And uh, David Quinn did a lot of like crap. <clears throat> That's what I thought. Okay. Yes. Uh. Okay, I was reading an old issue of Wizard, and uh, there was a big thing about, like, how... No, you know, it wasn't even Wizard, it was Hero Illustrated. Oh. And, um... Okay, so, like, they didn't know what to do with Doctor Strange. Uh, they had Doctor Strange and the Source Supreme, and the book was, 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 was selling like shit. <laughs> and they were like, I don't know what to do. So, I guess we'll just give it to somebody who, like, knows stuff about anything, but has never read com written comics before. <laughs> so they hired... Uh, Brian Usna. Mm, and do I know that from somewhere? He worked on uh, the Reanimator series and oh, things okay. like uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Four. So schlocky horror movies. Exactly. Uh, and I believe he also had something to do with uh, a, a comic book slash movie called Faust. Oh shit! Uh, you don't say. And if you're not familiar with Faust, you gotta see this movie slash read this comic. And by that it's I mean beautifully insane. Literally, just Google it because you never should look at it. No, it's what some of the worst? It's like the horror equivalent of Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose. Yes, yes. It, what's the full title? It's not just Faust. <laughs> it's Faust, Love, and something. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> For, for the love, love of, of the death. damned there you go but yeah check out faust Mwah. love of the damned uh Mwah. it's basically wolverine and spawn and they were like hey uh you write dr strange yeah you can do it and he basically farmed out the work to somebody else but he came up with the concepts and it's just the worst and you could talk and it was so great to read the interview about it because he's basically <laughs> talking about how he's like dr strange is a crappy character nobody cares about him so i can literally do whatever i want <laughs> and like and so he did. And so, like, if you start with Sorcerer Supreme number 60 and go to, like, the next four issues or whatever, you could read the worst period in Doctor Strange history. Nice, famously short run. That's an episode right there. We got to talk about what are the shortest comic runs in history for yeah. whatever reason. There's a lot of Venn diagram intersections with this. Uh, Mr. Roboto says, got to say, it, the next generation of superheroes, Team Youngblood, who, will, who may get a movie still. Still might. Yeah, um, Youngblood... Um, I guess, has never been good yet has a weird amount of staying power. Yeah, well, like people refuse to can't. Well, people keep buying it, which is the real <laughs> problem. Um, and I think the issue is uh, there was never a good time for Young Blood, mm -mm. but Alan Moore did write it, so mm -hmm. you do have Alan Moore's run on Young Blood. So Steel technically, I guess Rob Liefeld's run is the worst. I guess so, right? Uh, speaking of crazy extreme teams, I mean, we got to mention Extreme X-Men, right? Oh, Extreme X-Men. Yes. I have a number of issues of that book. They're red suits. Everything's yeah. a lot of red. It's not great. It's no, not it the isn't. worst, but it's not great. No, but it's definitely like a codifier of the time it was written. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's the most 2000s book you'll ever look at. Certainly is. And I mean, hey, we, we got to talk about it because it's the cover for this very episode, but we got to talk about Forceworks. Forceworks! Um, yeah, Forceworks. 
it's hard to say whether that was they ever had a good run because they were never good that's the whole point that's why they're the worst run on a team because it was a bad idea from the get-go yeah um what if iron man had his own team of losers i have a great uh, trade which an amazing member of the population sent over to us uh, the trade is called Avengers Iron Man Force Works. <laughs> so even uh, Iron Man at the time wasn't strong enough of a selling point. No, Avengers up top and Force Works at the bottom. Yeah. No, it, it's like it's like each one is a subheading. Like Avengers Iron Man Force Works. Force Works. Just just really quiet. Like written in really fine print. Force Works. Just trying desperately to distance themselves from, uh, you know, the Avengers brand. They, but, they were in the cartoon, though, which blows my freaking mind. What cartoon is Joel talking about? Watch the Iron Man cartoon from the 90s, and you will see literally Force Works in, in, in animation. Who you get? You get great characters like Ghost, I yeah. guess, and uh, Bathing Suit Scarlet Witch, and Hawkeye, who's just yeah. Hawkeye. We, because, we needed another guy. Well, because His West career. Coast Avengers didn't work out, so... Wow, from West Coast Avengers to Forceworks. At least West Coast Avengers gets revivals every so often. Forceworks, they have not even gone back to this team ironically. No, which is really weird. Because everything comes back ironically. Death's Head has a book. Yes, which is actually pretty good from what I hear. It's pretty dope. Uh, Never have they returned. Oh, uh, uh, Julia Carpenter, Spider-Woman's on that team. That's right. I knew they had a spider person, but I forgot which one. They sure do. In a black um, costume, which will really just fucking confuse anyone who tries to watch it now. Oh, totally. Plus, like, I think U.S. Agent was on that team. In the cartoon, it was, like, three or four. But, like, including, I think they got Jessica Hale to play, or Jennifer Hale to play Julia Carpenter in the animated series. Best voice casting they got for that show. Sure um, was. But, yeah, Force Works. Woof. Um, they yeah. got to go back to that now. We got to write Zub and Slot and be like, look, guys, you need you need to have Iron Man start up a new team. Maybe to defeat uh, Pimtron when he comes in, he needs to recruit. He needs to get the band back together. The fact is diplomacy is not going to cut it. The only thing that will succeed, force works. Force, force. succeeds. Force works. Yeah, force we, works. We can't, we can't respond with diplomacy. We must respond with force because it works. Absolutely. Force works. Shit. Man, like someone really needs to write even just a parody thing. Like, okay, what expendable loser heroes can we send in? And it doesn't matter if Literally, they get you can stick them all on there. I mean, like Julia Carpenter is like I don't know. I don't remember she dead. I know she's Madam Web. Uh, oh but like, yeah. But Madam Web, U.S. Agent, Wonder Man. Uh, mm-hmm. Hell, you know, you could probably you could probably kill Rhodey at this point again. How what Wonder Man is more interesting now <laughs> than he has been just because with again his staying power. Yeah. That'd be He's pretty like, cool. Can't get rid of me. I'm Wonder Man. I like that idea. Just taking a whole bunch of team, a bunch of characters who are drastically different from what they used to be. Yep. And put them on a team that they would rather forget. Because how Please horribly do. embarrassing it is. Hell, those dynamics would be even funnier now if you got John Walker, U.S. agent in there. It's like, okay, guys, I got to watch this Alex Jones video. Then we'll go save the world. <laughs> uh, Mr. Roboto says, last one, uh, Thor Core, which needs to come back. Thor Core yeah. practically did with secret, with secret Wars. Yeah, it did. And then also, too, in War of Realms near the end, they basically got the Thor Core back together I for know. a minute. You couldn't have gotten the frog. Now, they, uh, Thor Core, great, great team. I don't think it ever had a good run. I think it was just kind of stupid. I remember the Thor Core, and no. 
even in the Secret Wars, it was kind of tongue in cheek where Aaron was like literally having fun. Where it's like, <laughs> it's Thor, but it's a cop procedural. Right. That great idea though. Every single one Very. of those Secret Wars tie-ins were excellent. All gold. Unbelievable. What a weird time for Marvel. Everything you put out was good. Everything. And, and completely unconnected, but also very connected. All, yeah. Integral. Very. The Terror of Death. Thoughts on the New Universe era? I mean, it's but it's it's good, but it's not... It's it, He said it's it's, but like, yeah, it, it it's not good either. Um, are we, what, what New Universe era are we talking, talking about? talking about the Jim Shooter New Universe with Starbrand and Nightmask. Oh, and like, yeah. right. Uh, there was never a good era for New Universe. No. <laughs> like, New Universe... And you know how I know? I mean, like, it's not really... Like, it's not a good indicator of, of, of quality, but there's a local comic book store in my area, and it has three long boxes full of every single issue of New Universe. Oh, that's sad, but also convenient because you can get it all. <laughs> I, I've never bought a single issue, and <laughs> I think it's half price in the box. So, like, you know, they sold Jesus. for a buck. Um, yeah, New Universe. Man... Marvel pushed New Universe the way we push Harbor Patrol. <laughs> you might like Harbor Patrol. <laughs> and man, thinking back to it, remember uh, Star Branded Night Mass actually had like a little team up series for a little yeah, bit there that lasted. They sure did. Lasted like what three issues? Yeah. Got sure canceled did. super quick, and but now Jason Aaron's going to be writing a whole cosmic story around Star Brand. Not a bad idea. I mean, like, if anyone's going to do anything... Well, he set it up in Marvel BC or... Yes, he did. Marvel Now Number 1 or whatever the hell that book was. Yep, there's been a star brand since the friggin' Stone Age. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Eric Clapton's window service says, Remember when Punisher was an angel? Yes, yes, oh my god, and a Frankenstein. He had many runs. Yeah, except the, the Frankenstein run was deliberately ridiculous. It was and supposed. so it was cool. It was a hammer monster movie. The angel thing, they're like, can't you just be like Spawn? <laughs> can't everyone be like Spawn? We uh, really want to be making Spawn money. Punisher's had a rough history. Boy, has he. You know, like, there was, I mean, before the angel thing, there were some really bad runs on Punisher. Oh, yeah. Because not everybody gets that character. Not everyone can get in that headspace. That's the thing, is that, like, if people, especially if people were using the book to try and springboard their writing career into, like, superheroes, yeah, Punisher's not the way to start. No, really isn't. Um, and it, it, at worst, the, you know, some of, like, the, the, the by-the-numbers worst Punisher books are, like, bad because who cares? Like, because, like, yeah. oh, another drug dealer? Really? Mm, you don't say. Uh, the Angel thing was the most distinctly bad. Where it's like, oh, yep. that's dumb and bad. But at least we get an amazing joke when Garth Ennis takes over and he's like, yeah, I was an angel once. Didn't care for it. Yeah. He Even Garth Ennis made it cool. Yes, it, retroactively. <laughs> uh, Demomo helping us out in a big bad way. Thank you very much, Demomo. You're, you're the man. Uh, Z-Berm. Bendis is Superman and DCU Superman. Not a fan. Yeah. Greg Pak Superman and Bendis is Superman are on par for me for some of the worst Superman books I've read when they were coming out. Though I gotta say, I also read Superman when he had a mullet and those were pretty <laughs> bad too. <laughs> so, you know, perspective is important. Yeah. Uh, watch The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on Zero Issues. We did that issue where they... Uh, they I think they technically introduced him in a previous issue, but uh, Conduit was introduced. Ooh. That was the those were the ideas, kids. 
I, I will say, too, is that New 52 Superman, that whole era of action comics, yes. Dell was writing, and when, like, Superman had a new writer every week, I didn't give a shit, and I didn't have to give a shit, because nothing that happened in Superman was actually important or affected anything else in the universe, so it's like, is that worse than just Bendis writing a story right now that I don't like? Remember when they had George Perez work on Superman for the New 52? There's a great oh. quote for him that just says, they made me not care. <laughs> like in retrospect on that series and i remember that because i remember he was like working on the design for the costume and they were like no do this like he was just he was just torn in so many different directions he was like what is what what about this what 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 happened what didn't happen and they're like well 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 that didn't happen unless grant morrison said it happened and that's all we know did. you made george perez a titan of this industry not care anymore yeah good mr. job guys mr giggles yes finally get to see you guys Thanks, man. Hello. Uh, Will I am Golden. Have you guys read Cyber the Cyber Force reboot? Which one? Uh, yeah, I can't say I have. We have we have a number of issues of Cyber Force from a few years ago. It's not great, but like which period of Cyber Force ever worked out? Like I hate Cyber Force, <laughs> so it's easy to just say like none of it was good. But uh, I assume the newest era was better. But I right. looked at it, and it didn't hold my interest for more than a second. What uh, What about all those times they tried to give Deadpool his own team, either the Deadpool core or Deadpool's mercs for money? Right. It's, I mean, even then, like, I never – I don't know if those t books are played for laughs or not. So it's hard for me to be they like – They are is this crappy you know what i mean exactly like, it, it's hard to do when it's like well when you're already starting off as a joke i mean how much mileage are you gonna get out that's of this the thing i mean like were there bad runs for dead for deadpool yeah oh yeah without a doubt oh yeah um are those teams bad i mean i i, I would say the conceit of deadpool having a team is terrible and i mean they certainly didn't last long i think that's certainly uh uh, showed that these teams had very short amounts of shelf life. Although I guess Mercs for Money got a miniseries, then an ongoing, and then they spun off like Fool Killer and the other guy. Madcap? Madcap, that's right. No, Madcap was the villain. There was another Madcap guy was in the there. Villain, yeah. Which was actually a pretty great idea for him as a villain. Hats off to Duggan for that one. Yes. But uh, who was the other guy? Like, uh, he was a secret agent. He also had a yellow and green costume. Solo? Yes, Solo. Solo <laughs> got a Solo series. Fool Killer, Solo, and like one of the clown guys got oh, like spinoffs. Slapstick, thank you. Yay. Yeah, remember that? They each got three issues apiece where it's like, look, this D Deadpool, there's there's no roof on this thing. The Solo's selling seriously. Let's got to spin these characters out. Which one's the most popular one? Nobody wants Solo ever. Nor Fool Killer. Yeah. Adam Esmoa, I mean, first. No, but thank you. Uh, Silver Cricket, Force Works, The Expendable Avengers. Yep. Oh, we, oh, we, t oh, we touched on that. Don't oh, you worry. All day long. Uh, Liam <laughs> Gibbons. Touched. Did you guys talk about the Legion of Superheroes yet? No. Oh. I feel bad making fun of the Legion of Superheroes because clearly it has its fans, and oh, clearly, and clearly the book can sell. It's just every time I look at that, I'm just like, all oh, right, this is too nerdy for me. Superheroes and science fiction. I d deal me out. Deal me out. Yeah. I've never liked the Legion of Superheroes. Just it's like I feel like I should like it, but I don't. I don't. I, it's, I, li it, it I like when they show the up. Things stuff. I hate. You know, like <laughs> the costumes are terrible. The the the, the 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 theme is camp. 
It's mm. set in a future that doesn't matter. No. I just don't care. I, I appreciate that they exist, and I like mm. their connection to Superman. Yes, I like it when they show up in things like, uh, what is it, in that Superman the Animated Series episode where they had to save him from Brainiac and it was basically just like Terminator. Yeah, that was fun. Um, or uh, what is it? Or I guess even when Saturn Girl shows up in Doomsday Clock. Remember that book? Yeah, I, I hope that book finishes someday. Before we're dead, you know, would hey, be nice. Uh, can they do me a favor since it doesn't matter and it's not in continuity anymore? Can they go back to the other issue, that one issue, where they've put in sanctuary and the and and the and the owls and get rid of it and just get rid of them. Yeah, that'd be nice. Since it was it clearly and editorially mandated, like I know it probably took Gary Frank like two days to draw those two panels, but like, could you just like just erase them? It would only make it better if you got rid of it. That'd be really nice if they could just yeah. do that. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. Yeah, but Legion Superheroes, I, I, it would be relative for me to say which was a good, which one was a bad era. But I'm sure the '90s did not do it any favors. I'm sure Bendis' new era will be a new landmark era in it because he's decided he wants to do that now. No question. Uh, I know that uh, some people I know in the professional world are really excited for it. Mm, and somewhere Jeff Johns is seething, being like, that was on my pile. You weren't supposed to take that. Yeah, sorry, Jeff. Also, we're pushing back Shazam again for four weeks. Why? So you quit. Yeah, because fuck you. That's why, that's apparently. You, it feels like that's exactly why they're doing it. Just, I know. We're There's just so doing many it things so you'll that quit. feel so petty. Just quit. Uh, also, Perpetua now trumps everything that uh, Dr. Manhattan was doing, so he basically might as well not be here. Oh, and we've ruined Wally West now. Yeah. We, we got to do everything we wanted to do, and no, and the, the our new Golden Boys didn't give us any lip. No, about it. Uh, Adam Asamoa, Robert Kirkman's run on Ultimate X-Men is the worst. Mm. Also, anything written by Mark Carey on Ultimate Fantastic Four mm. killed both mm. books before Ultimatum. Yeah, <laughs> so you're right. Good Those answer. both horrible. Yeah. Kirkman on any, like, superhero book. Pass. He always feels like he's not taking it seriously. Uh, Cam says, what was the worst era for Harbor Patrol? Uh, <laughs> so far... Running, running on, uh, you know, running on full. We're doing good. No bad <laughs> only, errors. Only good. Mm -hmm. Well, wait till you hit that third season slump when, you know, you introduce a scrappy do. It's going to be a whole thing. It's going to be rough. Joshua Wright, I know you hate them anyway, but the Inhumans were always at least interesting until All New, All Different when they were everywhere because movies. See, All New, All Different was actually when I started giving a shit because I thought Charles Soule actually tried really, really hard with that to make it worthwhile. Yeah, arguably, like, Jenkins and Soule are the reason people like the Inhumans nowadays. Yes. At all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't like the Inhumans and I never read their books, but I don't think they really had them for very long. You know, they were just kind of like side characters. I mean, this last run was the longest run. They had two books in solo series and events. Yeah. Uh, Zebram, Grant Morrison's Action Comics, and Jeff Johns' Men of Tomorrow were mm. probably the best of the New 52 Superman. Yeah, I'd say probably. Yeah. New 52 Superman? I mean, like, I liked... No, because Unchained was pretty dumb. But at mm. least he... But at least Snyder didn't care. You know, he's like, ah, Superman, Superman, whatever. I, I liked his final story, New 52 Superman. I thought he really only became Superman in his death. Yes. Yeah, the death, uh, that sun guy he had to deal with. I don't remember his name, the solar guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, that was good shit. That yeah, was actually good very good shit. That was a good story. Yeah. Uh, and Candid Lion 50. Hey, guys, big fan. What's the worst era in Ultimate Spider-Man? <sighs> Probably when La Fuente was drawing it. Hmm. 
That's that's interesting because yes, right now we've been talking about art or you know talking about uh, writer and creative issues, but yes, art can be an issue too. Yeah, I I just I just just you know closed my eyes and thought of England when it came to, that, <laughs> to drawing Ultimate Spider-Man because like the story was still cool, compelling. I loved like the halfway house for heroes that Aunt May created. I loved the camaraderie, uh, but. It also did that thing where it's like, no, yeah, Peter and Gwen are doinking now, and uh, yeah, of course they would. Of course they would. It's like, <laughs> no, Peter's better than this, and it doesn't make any sense. And Gwen's just get, when it break when they break up, like Gwen's just gonna be cool with that. Like, oh yeah, no, no, no. Uh, so yeah, that period, worst. I guess Solid. when they changed the numbering, when they called it Ultimate Comics Spider Man. Ah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's been so long now. I forgot they did that. Horrible. Silver Cricket says every Great Lakes Avengers reboot, every Great Lakes Avengers book has been terrible. But they keep coming back. Yeah, someone over there thinks it's funny. Not me, though. Yeah. I say, Again, yeah, it's like ahead. one of those things where it's like, hey, this joke is just for us, everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this joke is for us and nobody else the, whenever they put out a new one. There's a great moment. I think it's in GLA, and it's when Squirrel Girl meets Robbie Baldwin Penance. <laughs> that is hilarious yep because just dan slot being like this is really dumb that was that that might have been the best era for great lakes defenders was that one story i'm smiling just thinking about right? it right that's man and i guess like yeah worst era for for speedball was when he was like a pain obsessed creepy yeah guy yeah yeah <laughs> Boy, what a what a summer that was. Yeah. Woof. But, to uh, think that Squirrel Girl would actually grow so much more popular. Yeah. No, she was a neat she went from a niche character to a forgotten from a forgotten character to a niche character to a franchise in and of herself. Yeah. I mean like, hey, listen, like and don't not for nothing, but Bendis like put her on the New Avengers It's true. Book. She wasn't a she didn't do anything. She took care of the baby, but like, you know, kinda she like put there. her up there. And people were like, hey, this is awakening something in me. Mm, yeah, really. To think the the last joke with the last time they tried to bring back Great Lakes Avengers, the main thrust of the joke in that series was, oh, Squirrel Girl is too popular now. She's not taking our calls anymore. I love that idea. She won't hang out with us. She actually got out from under us. <laughs> like, Christ, at least, you know, uh, Wolverine will occasionally come back and help Alpha Flight. Right. Oh, yeah, worst era of Wolverine? The no-nose Bone Claws era. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. There easily, easily, easily. Oh, but that's that's a character. That's not a team. No, true enough. I mean, heck, if we want to say that, uh, Rick Grayson, as it stands right now, I think will be remembered as one of the worst eras. Uh, like, it's funny how, how many bad eras Dick Grayson will have so long as there are people who hate that character at the editorial level. To think that he was so bad in the New 52 with the red to, you know, them kind of salvaging him a little bit near the end to Tim Seeley coming back and being like, OK, everything you like is in canon now. And then to have them just throw it all out the window again and be like, now he thinks his name is Rick. Right. Because fuck Nightwing, that's why. Uh, but yeah, so worst eras of teams. I know we skipped a few, but that's fine. <laughs> feel, free, feel free to tell us in the comments section and keep the conversation going. Yes, let us know what your least favorite era of your favorite team was and mm -hmm. who is responsible for it. Yeah, and why. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so anyway, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Of course, uh, don't forget to like this video. Subscribe to our channel. Watch Harbor Patrol. The second episode is out right now. Watch it and everything else, of course. If you click the bell for notifications, you will get those notifications, and you'll know well, like, when we're live and when something new comes out. And over here at ComFop, pretty much something new comes out every day. So please make sure to do that. Of course, you can find this show on Spotify. Go to Spotify. Uh, Elseworlds Exchange is over there. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. We want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. And, of course, don't forget to go to patreon.com slash to get a bonus show where Joel and I talk about something else over there. It's only over there. Also, if you like back issues, it's an audio podcast. It's also on the Patreon and only on Patreon. You will only get it there. That's it. We'll see you guys Thanks. next time. Thanks a lot for watching. I'm Sal. I'm Joel. So long. Bye-bye. <laughs>